the Lord allowed you to come tonight and brought you tonight to help provoke what is going to happen in the spirit. I believe there is a synergy in the spirit. I believe there is a synergy in the spirit. And so we're just going to follow the Holy Ghost. Is that all right? I give honor to Pastor Daniel and Sister Lacey. I thank God for their dynamic, anointed, powerful leadership in this assembly, in this city. I honor you both. I honor you both. And uh, I love being around their energy. I love being around their excitement. I love being around their zeal. I hate being around people who are boring. I hate being around people who say they have the Holy Ghost, but they have no passion and they have no zeal and they have no excitement. I'm just convinced if you have the Holy Ghost, you don't have to be the most exciting person in the room. You may not be sanguine. You may not be outgoing, but you can be passionate for Jesus. You can be a passionate worshiper. You can be a passionate praiser. You can be excited about living for God. I know there's some people that like to say, well, I just don't have a passionate personality. Well, when you got the Holy Ghost, when you got the Holy Ghost, when you got the Holy Ghost, your personality is no longer an excuse. Your personality is no longer, oh, I just don't naturally pray. I just don't naturally run. I don't, I don't naturally shout. I, I, no, when you got the Holy Ghost, you became a new creature. You are a new man. You are a new woman. You are something. You are something significant and special. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you go with me to the book of Psalm chapter 92? The book of Psalm chapter 92, I honor all those that are helping in the music and the singing. And I think you are a part of revival enough to know that it does not happen by accident. It does not happen alone. And so I honor the musicians, the singers, the sound people, the media. I'm, I'm being real nice to everybody because I'm about to switch up on them. I gave them a title and I gave them some verses and I'm being very nice because I'm going to switch on them. And uh, so would you go with me to the book of uh, Psalms chapter 92. The book of Psalms chapter 92. And we're going to just read one, one short passage of scripture. But I believe the Lord wants to speak to this campus. Psalm 92 and verse 10. David says these words. But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. Someone say, what does that mean? Someone say, Pastor Daniel, what does that mean? Well, you're going to have to ask him because that's not the part I'm preaching about. I'm going to preach about the next few words, and I want you to read it out loud with me. I want you to put your hand over your heart, and I don't want you just to read a verse, but I want you to make a declaration. I want you to say, I, I shall be, be anointed, anointed with fresh oil. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Would you lift up your hands one more time and would you lift up your voice? Come on, if you believe something's about to happen in the spirit, come on, if you have the Holy Ghost, would you just let it out one more time? Hiarabai, kiarabai, yashiarabai. 
Come on now, would you clap your hands? Come on, would you clap your hands with all your might? Would you lift up your voice with a shout of triumph? Now I want you to point to someone else and say, you're going to be anointed. You're going to be anointed with fresh oil. Now I want you to clap your hands as loud as you did when I told you you were going to be anointed. Now I want you to clap your hands about your neighbor being anointed. You said there's something going to happen tonight. So I'm not come to bring you some new revelation. I've come to bring you a fresh reminder of an old revelation. I'm here to agree with your pastor and what he said just a moment ago. Something's about to break in this house. And you know why it's going to break? It's going to break because of the anointing. But can we take it a step further? I don't want just something to be broken. I want it to be destroyed. I don't want something, Brother Israel, to be broken tonight that can be repaired tomorrow. I want something to be destroyed in the spirit that can never be put back. Oh, come on. I want a stronghold. I want a demonic force. I want an addiction. I I want something in this city, something in your life to be utterly destroyed that can never get back together, that can never be repaired again. You can be seated for just a moment. It's a very familiar story. It's a very familiar passage. If you've grown up in church, you've heard it sung about. You've heard it taught about. You've heard it preached about. If, if you've went to youth rallies and you've went to youth camps, you, you know the story of David and Goliath. It is the story of an adversary that comes to the people of God and for 40 days, morning and evening, he begins to defy, he begins to taunt, and he begins to discourage the very favored people of God. Can I tell you from the onset of this message that it disturbs me that for 40 days, morning and evening, the adversary called Goliath wins the battle with just his mouth. There is no sword that is drawn. There is no spear that is thrown. There is no blood that is shed. But with his mouth, he manipulates. And with his tongue, he twists. And with his lips, he lies and he lies and he lies. Anybody ever lied to you growing up? I said, anybody ever lied to you growing up? Your mama told you that medicine was going to taste like cherry. (laughs) It tasted nothing like cherry. My mom said, oh, no, just just open up your mouth and open up your heart. It's going to be a warm, flowing liquid. Mama lied to me. We still got trust issues to this day because of it. Nobody likes to be lied to. But if a lie is a really good lie, you don't know it's a lie. 
And some of us have heard the taunts and the screams and the chants and the discouragement and the defying words of the adversary for so long that we have stepped back, we have shut up, and we have went in retreat back into a position that we were not born to be in. Soldiers are standing, a king is sitting, and weapons are being unused for 40 days, morning and evening. That's a whole lot of lies. I'm no mathematician, but 40 days, morning and evening, that's a total of 80 lies. That's a whole lot of lies to sit and to hear and to endure. But the eyes of the Lord are not upon the giant. And the eyes of the Lord are not upon the adversary. And the eyes of the Lord are not even upon the soldiers that are trembling in defeat and doubt. The eyes of the Lord are not upon the one that is sitting on a throne in royalty and position. But the eyes of the Lord is on a young man named David. David's not perfect, but he's anointed. David's kind of awkward, but he's He's anointed. David's part of a dysfunctional family, but he's anointed. David's always called on last, but David is anointed. I'm here to preach to men and women under the sound of my voice. You need to be reminded. God didn't just fill you with the Holy Ghost. You still have the Holy Ghost. God didn't just call you. You're still called. He didn't just anoint you. You're still anointed. You have the hand of God upon you. Oh, I came to remind a mama. I came to remind a daddy. You still have the hand of God upon you. And before you just dismiss that and you give me a cute little clap and you just say, oh, that's what you're supposed to say. You're the, you're the Friday night evangelist. Let me remind you, David said, when I looked at everything above me, the sun, the moon, and the stars, it was all the work of his fingers. So if everything above you is what his fingers can do, what is his hand going to do on your marriage? What is his hand going to do on your ministry? What is his hand going to do in Denellen? What is his hand going to do in this church? I'm not just anybody. I'm a somebody that has the hand of God on me. I'm not normal. I'm not average. There's destiny upon me. Oh, you ought to shout like you still got it. You ought to shout like you're still called. You ought to shout like you're still anointed. Oh, somebody clap your hands for just a moment. Hear me. The anointing has come upon David. I said the anointing has come upon David. You can be seated for just a minute. 
I'm almost done. The anointing is on David. I said, David's anointed. I said, he's a little awkward. He, he, he doesn't have the coolest, pop, most popular personality. Not everybody sits at the lunch table with him. Actually, nobody does. It's just sheep that sit with him. He talks to himself and he talks to sheep. But he talks to God. Your aloneness is not what makes you weird. Your aloneness is what makes you special. I didn't say your isolation. It's not the will of God for you to be isolated. But God's going to call you to a moment of aloneness where all you have is, is an audience with one, where you only have his approval, where you only have his validation, where you only have his affection. So David talks to himself. David talks to sheep. David talks to God. All of a sudden, there's a prophet that comes into his world. There's a prophet that comes into his community. And he says to Jesse, I, I want you to show me all the bros. I want you to show me all the big bad dudes. Because God's getting ready to choose somebody. God's getting ready to anoint somebody. You can be seated. And so you know what daddy does? He brings the biggest he brings the brightest. He brings the best. And God says, no, no, uh-uh, nada, uh, no, no way, mm-mm. And it looks like that there is only a certain selection of brothers that are there. But the anointing can find you when people have forgotten you. You don't need a position to be anointed. You don't need a title to be anointed. You don't need a nameplate to be anointed. You don't got to be an evangelist to be anointed. If you're alone with God, the anointing is going to know where to find you. And the anointing is not going to forget you even when people have overlooked you. Oh, somebody needs to hear me tonight. God's not abandoned you. God's not forgotten you. Hear me. What was David doing? He was, he was looking over the sheep while he was being overlooked. He was watching over the sheep while everybody else was watching someone else. He was being faithful in what he was supposed to steward, even when nobody was seemingly being faithful over him. All of a sudden, the prophetic said, there's somebody else here. You got anybody else? You've shown me what is obvious, but I'm looking for what is hidden. You've shown me what is seen, I'm looking for the unseen. And a young, a young man comes walking. His voice is a little squeaky. He's got some acne. He's got some growing to do. He hadn't arrived. 
And some of you think you're inferior. Some of you think you're just too new in God. Some of you don't got the prayer life like he has. And some of you don't got the faithfulness like he has. And you don't have 60 years of living for God. Can I tell you 60 years starts with 60 seconds? Can I tell you you can't have momentum? You can't have momentum until you begin at a moment. You're not where you need to be, but you're not where you used to be. You're not where you used to be. You've been growing. You've been praying. You've been serving. You've been submitting. You've been faithful. And the anointing is looking for you. Oh, somebody lift their hands right now. Come on, the anointing is looking for you tonight. The anointing is looking for you tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hear me, be seated, you can be seated. Hear me, I'm almost done, hear me. Can I preach just a few more minutes? It, it, it is Friday night, right? I said it is Friday night, right? So I want you to learn something about God. God bypasses all of the physical men because they are spiritual babies. And God selects the physical baby because he is a spiritual man. I don't want to know how old you are. I don't want to know if your parents have been in church. I don't want to know if you're first generation, second generation. I don't want... I want to know how old you are in prayer. I want to know how old you are in worship. How old are you in outreach? Because you're fit. God doesn't need physical stature. God needs spiritual status. God needs a 12-year-old who's known before the throne. God needs a 19-year-old that's old in prayer. God needs a new convert that says, I may look young but I'm old in the spirit. This church is four and a half years. But there's stuff I feel in this church I don't feel in a church that's been established for 50 years. Because God doesn't look at how new you are in this city. God doesn't look at how new you are as a new convert. God just says, I need somebody that's old in hunger, old in desperation. I'll use a little boy who's awkward, who's got acne, but I can anoint him because he's been faithful. He's been faithful. the anointing flows. Throw me a bottle of water. The anointing flows. The anointing flows. How many of you, how many of you have ever prayed a prayer, God anoint me? Oh, but that's not really a dangerous prayer until you add a little three-letter word to the end. God anoint me now. Not when I'm married. 
Not when I have children. Not when I have grandchildren. Not when I've been in the church for 10 years. Not when I've been in the church for 50 years. Some of you looked at pastor and said, I'm unqualified. I, I'm too new. I, I rebuke that fear. I rebuke that doubt. I rebuke that insecurity. Somebody ought to let a boldness say, I don't got it all together. I'm not perfect, but I am anointed. I am chosen, and the hand of God is on me. I want you to help me real quick. Can you help me? Yeah, you, no, no. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm the one behind you. Yeah, no, the one right there. Yeah, yeah. Can you help me? Come on, give him a hand. Can I use you, Christian? You sure? You want God to anoint you? You want God to help you? I want you to lift up your hands. Say, God, anoint me. How many of you have prayed a prayer that said, God, anoint me? God anoint me. So you know what God's going to do? Why y'all getting quiet and nervous? What, what did you ask God to do? So you know what he's going to do? He's going to anoint you. Don't you be surprised when you ask God to do it, that he does it. Because God is looking. God is looking. God is looking. Who can I anoint? Who can I bless? Who can I touch? If you'll pray the prayer, if you'll believe, I'll pour it out. I'll anoint you. Somebody ought to lift up their hands right now. Somebody ought to lift up their hands right now. Undo it, undo it, undo it. Come on, I want to be anointed. I want to be anointed. I want to be anointed. I don't want just any anointing. I want to I want a fresh anointing. I want a new anointing. Come on, somebody, lift up your hands right now. Lift up your voice right now. Say, God, I want it. God, I want it. God, I want it. Come on, I feel something moving right now. I feel something flowing right now. There's a new anointing. There's a new anointing. There's a new anointing. There's a new anointing. Come on, Daddy, the anointing's looking for you. Come on, Mama, the anointing's looking for you. Come on, Danellen, the anointing is looking for you. The anointing's looking for you. Oh, somebody ought to step out into the aisle. Somebody ought to move from their row. Somebody ought to lift up their hands. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Come on, somebody in the back, lift your hands. Somebody in the middle, lift your hands. Somebody on the left, lift your hands. It's flowing right now. It's flowing right now.
You're not too old. You're not too young. You're not disqualified. You're not inadequate. You're ready. You're ready. You're ready. You're ready for the anointing. You're ready for the calling. You're ready for the ministry. I speak it right now. You're more ready than you realize. You're more ready than you realize. You're more equipped than you realize. Come on, elder saint of God. Come on, young man. Come on, little girl. Come on, little boy. The anointing's looking for you. 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 Come on, there's a new boldness. There's a new authority. There's a new dominion. There's a new level in the spirit. Would you stretch your hands to somebody else right now? Come on, if you're praying for somebody, I want you to be led to somebody else. Come on, I want you to be respectful of distance. If they're not in the altar, don't touch them. But I want you to, I want you to pray for somebody else right now. Come on, let the Holy Ghost lead you right now. Come on, let that anointing bring you to somebody else. Come on, link with someone else's passion. Link with someone else's strength. Link with someone else's burden. Link with someone else's calling right now. Come on, Danelina. We're never going to be the same after tonight. We're never going to be the same after tonight. Come on, the flesh is weary, but the spirit is willing. Come on, there's a liberty arising. There's an authority rising. There's a boldness that is rising. Let it out. Let it out. Lift up your voice. Let the anointing out. Let the authority out. Let the dominion out. Come on, there's a moving in the spirit. Come on, there's a troubling of the waters. Come on, the angels of the Lord are in this room. Do not miss your moment. Do not miss your opportunity. It's flowing right now. It's moving right here.
Come on, God's not done. There's a breaking right now. There's a liberty right now. I dare you to move your feet. I dare you to move your hands. I dare you to do something radical right now. God's moved on some of you, but there's a breaking in the spirit. There's a shattering in the spirit. Something's being destroyed right now. I wish you would shout. I wish you would jump. I wish you would leap. I wish you would run. I wish something would get a hold of you and you would let it out. Come on, some of you are sealing your victory right now. Some of you are sealing your calling right now. Some of you are sealing your anointing right now. Come on, if there's anybody wavering, if there's anybody doubting, come on, the grace of God is reaching for you right now. There's freshness. There's something new. 
Come on, lift up your hands and reach out and claim it right now. Come on, it doesn't have to be for just a moment. It doesn't have to be for just a service. Come on, somebody's going to walk in it. Somebody's going to live in it. Somebody's going to dwell in it. Come on, would you just put your hand on your head right now? Would you put your hand on your head right now? Would you make a declaration in the spirit? This is not just for a moment. This is not just about a sermon. This is not just about a service. God's anointed me not just for this moment, but from this moment. God has touched me from this moment. God is sending me from this moment. I'm going to walk in this. I'm going to live in this. I'm going to operate in this. I'm going to dwell in this. Come on, I feel the witness of the Holy Ghost right now. This is not just another revival. This is not just another phase. This is not just another fiery weekend. Come on, this is a dimension that we're going to step into. This is a dimension that we're going to walk in. This is a dimension that we're going to live in as normal. Yes, yes, yes. If you're thankful for what the Lord has done in this room, would you clap your hands unto the Lord? I don't want you to check out in the spirit. I'm not here to preach. But I want to share with you two things I feel to share with you, and I want to hand this over to Pastor. I believe the Lord has already done a deep transformational work in this room tonight. How many are thankful that you came to the house of the Lord on a Friday night? Come on, you made the decision and you can't tell me God did not honor that decision. I believe God moves in normal services, but there's something about when you come on an off night. When you tell God, this is not my norm, this is not my routine, but I'm, I'm going I'm to make tonight happen. I'm not here to preach the rest of the message. I, we don't have time for that. I'm not, I'm not here to preach. God's done what he needed to do. But I, I want to share two things with you in the spirit. David made his way to the battlefield, and he encountered brothers. He encountered brothers. And you know what they sounded like? They sounded like the enemy. They sounded like Goliath. They sounded like the very thing that was opposing the people of God. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to give you a word of warning and then I'm going to give a word of instruction. The word of warning is this. It is possible to be on God's side with your feet, but be on the adversary's side with your mouth. You better beware of those people that go to church and they're Pentecostal and they're apostolic. 
but they sound like doubt. They sound like fear. They sound like retreat. They sound like carnality. They sound like false doctrine. They sound like discord. They sound... One of David's greatest threats was not the adversary. It was brothers. It was family who appeared to be on the right side. But they were in alignment with the enemy's agenda. But this is the number two thing I want to tell you. The Bible says that David walked into that valley with a sling. Why did he use the sling? The Bible says he used it because it, it's what was proven. It's what was proven. He, he could have used the armor. He didn't use the armor. He used the sling, not what was proven. But the Bible says that when he walked out of the valley, what did he walk out with? He walked out with Goliath's sword. What does the Bible say about Goliath's sword? There was no other sword like it in the land. If God can trust you with what is proven, he can trust you with what is powerful. You can't pray for miracle signs and wonders if you can't be trusted with submission and doctrine and prayer and holiness and righteous living. And God is wanting to elevate this church to a place of power. How many of you believe that God didn't just give you the Holy Ghost for you to have the Holy Ghost? You know, when God gave you the Holy Ghost, you have access to not just the gift of the Holy Ghost, but to gifts of the Spirit. How many of you believe that? Now, I want to ask you a question. This is not a trick question, I promise you. How many of you have ever felt the Lord deal with you about being used in one of the gifts of the Spirit? Would you raise your hand? The gift of healing, the gift of faith, prophecy, whatever it may be. I don't have time to go through all the details. Now, i got a second question. It's not a trick question. How many of you, how many of you remember a time where you, you missed it? You missed it. I'll raise two hands and my leg. I want to speak to somebody in this room tonight. Before you go back home and you forget the boldness and the authority and the dominion that the Lord has downloaded into your spirit. Just because you miss the, the moment does not mean you miss the gift. I said just because you missed the moment does not mean you miss the gift. I may have said this last time, but I feel to say it again. There are men and women in this room. It is time for you to operate in things that you have missed. It's time for you to operate in things you've been fearful of. It's time for... Oh, come on, I speak that perfect love that cast out all fear. It's time for you to walk as chosen. It's time for you to walk as anointed. It's time for you to walk in the gifting. There's a pocket of opportunity that's opening in the spirit. Last time the Lord woke you up in the middle of the night and you were supposed to intercede for something or someone and you went back to bed. But there's another opportunity coming. I said, there's another opportunity coming. God spoke to you to pray for somebody that needed a healing, and you told God, no, there's another opportunity coming. You're not going to miss it. You're going to walk in it. You're going to grow in it. You're going to operate in it. You're going to step in it. You're going to live in it.
I believe there's opportunities to walk in those giftings that you have missed that are coming within days. I said coming within days. And last time you missed it, but you're not going to miss it this time. Because the enemy wanted to tell you, you, you missed the gift. You did not miss the gift. You missed the moment. You're human. But God came to remind you on a Friday night, you do not have the luxury to cower in the corner. You do not have the luxury to, re everybody else can step back. Everybody else can shut up. Everybody else can shake in their armor. You cannot. You're denailing. Your soul's harbor. You're anointed. You're chosen. You have the hand of God on you. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Nobody's making me say this. Nobody's paying me to say this. But David, David encountered one of the greatest victories that recorded in our Bible. And you know what the Bible tells us? He went to the throne room. And you know what the king asked him? Whose son are you? Who do you belong to? Who's your father? Because it does not matter the spiritual victories that we attain in our world, in our life, on the battlefield. It does not matter the giants and the Goliaths that we stand over. The king is still going to want to know who are you under. There are people, hear me in the spirit, I feel this so strongly. There are people that have anointed moments. But because they are not submitted, they do not have an anointed life. There are people that you can watch and observe that have spiritual moments and victorious moments. And if not careful, looking through a carnal filter, they appear to have the hand of God upon them. I'm not just interested in a moment of victory, a moment of revival, a moment of anointing. That anointing is not going to last unless you're submitted. That victory is not going to last until you're submitted. That revival. Oh, I've seen some revival that was unsubmitted, but it didn't stay revival. I've seen some victory that was unsubmitted, but it didn't stay. I want to be anointed in five years. I want to have revival in ten years. I want to still be living in victory. Well beyond this moment. This is what I want us to do. If I, have, if I have his permission, and if you don't, if I don't, then I don't. But I want you just to come to the front with your wife. And uh, I, I want, I want Danellen, I want Danellen to step forward. If you're in the back, you don't have to come all the way to the front. But if you're in the altar, I, I want, Dan I want Danellen to step forward. And uh, we're getting, we're, I, we're, because of everybody, I want you just to stretch your hands toward them. I don't want, unless you're ministry, I don't want you to lay your hands on them. Just out of respect, because there's so many people here. But I want, you to, I want you to stretch your hands for, forward and towards them. God is not just leading this church and this congregation into a new dimension and season. God is leading this pastor and wife as he leads you. And there is new territory that is about to be gained in the spirit. And we're not, 2021 20, 20, 20, is going to be great, but we're not in 2021 yet. There's some new territory we're about to gain before 2020 is over. 
Come on, I know there's a building, there's a lot of great stuff. I'm talking about spiritual territory, spiritual favor. Come on, souls added to the kingdom. Come on, we're not waiting until the pandemic is over. We're not waiting until the election is over. Come on, the anointing does not need the permission of our world to flow. Come on, would you stretch your hands towards your pastor and wife right now, Danelle and Bellevue, Dade City, if you're here, would you stretch your hand towards this man of God, toward this woman of God? Come on, would you ask God, leave them as they lead you? Would you ask a fresh anointing to fall on them? Come on, lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice. Come on, for just a few more moments, would you lift up your voice? Come on, would you intercede over this church for just a moment? Would you intercede over this city for just a moment? Come on, it's not about you anymore. It's not about your demons and your devils. Come on, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. There's a city to win. There's a city to reach.
One more time, would you lift your hands all across this room? Would you just thank God for what he's done right now? Come on, for just a few more moments, I don't want to take what God has done for granted. Come on, I don't want to take it for granted. I don't want to take it for granted. I don't want to take it for granted. I know the hour is late, and I almost feel like rebuking myself for saying the hour is late. This is still a short uh, church service compared to how we used to have church. <laughs> I hope we haven't gotten too uh, into just having an hour-long service because of coronavirus. Hopefully we can wait on the Lord a little bit. Hopefully we can linger a little bit and seek after His Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I really, I should be saying you're dismissed, but I just feel like saying this. We've, I've been feeling for a couple weeks now that there was going to be a service when there was going to be people called. I'm talking about the call of God. I'm not just talking about, you know, inspiration and good vibrations or whatever else this world's talking about. I'm talking about the burden of the Lord. The anointing of God, the hand of the Lord coming upon someone. And, and I feel that for so many of us in this room. And that's just even as I was going around praying with some of you. There is a calling upon your life. That's all, that's all I want to do. I just want to work for God. I just want God to use me. That's all I, that's all I want. I just want to work for God. 
That's all I want to do with me and my family, my children. I just want God to use me. I just want God to use me. I, I just want to be in his presence. I want to be in his will. And I feel that for so many of you. I know we've prayed and I know we've yelled. I know we've done so much. But if that's your prayer, if you feel that and you know that and you want that, you need to make a declaration and you need to cry out until you feel that come upon you. Use me, Jesus. Use me. I'm talking to young men and young women. You want to be used by God. Don't be frustrated with where you're at right now. Don't settle for some second-rate version of life. Come on. I want God to use me. Use me, Lord. Use me, Jesus. I just want you to use me, Jesus. Come on, some of you. There's people in this room called to preach. <laughs> Don't dumb down your calling just because you're frustrated. Come on, use me, Jesus. If you need to go, you're dismissed. I understand you can be dismissed. <laughs> There's some of you, you feel that calling to evangelism. <laughs> but because it's not happening in your time and your way, you're trying to just misconstrue the call of God and say, well, maybe I misunderstood and, well, this is okay and it's good enough. No, use me, Jesus. Use me, Jesus. Use me, Jesus. <laughs> Nothing else will satisfy. Nothing else can take the place. Use me. Use me. <laughs> Use Asa, Lord, use Asa. Hallelujah. Lift your hands, Brother Asa. You got to want this more than anything. I want this. I just want to be used by God. I want to be anointed. I want to walk in His will. Take everything else. I just want to be used by God. <laughs> God, touch Brother Trace and Sister Liz. They just want to be used by you. I just want to please you. I just want to be used by you, Jesus. I just want to be used by you, Jesus. I want to be used by you. Uh -huh. <laughs>
Come on, you want it. (laughs) Other people might not understand this. I know it's not for everyone right now, but there are some of you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You are hungry. (laughs) You are desperate. Some of you, you are aggravated because you're trying to live a normal life, but God keeps getting in the way. (laughs) I want you to use me, Jesus. Come on, let him mess up your plans. I give them all to you, Jesus. It's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to happen. I don't know when, I don't know how, but the thing is true. (laughs) That calling, that dream, that vision. Use him, Jesus. Use him, Jesus. Ah, Not his plans, not my plans, your plans, Jesus. Not his way, not my way, your way, Jesus. Not his dream, not my dream, your dream, Jesus. God, let it be his spirit. Let it consume him. Just use me, Jesus. It's not deep, but it's powerful. Come on, just use me, Jesus. I just want you to use me. I want you to use me, Lord. Use me for your glory. (laughs) Not my way, your way, Jesus. Not my plans, your plans, Jesus. Not my dream, your dream, Jesus. Come on, you're called. There's a plan. There's something, there's a purpose that you are to fulfill. Don't be frustrated. Don't give up on it. Use me, Jesus. Use me, Jesus. I give you my life. Come on, you got to mean it. It's got to come from your soul. It's got to come from the deepest part of you. Use me, Jesus. Use me, Jesus. Some of y'all prayed this a long time ago. But bring it back, Lord. Bring back that new, that fresh oil. Bring it back, Lord. Let it be upon me. going to officially dismiss this service. If you need to leave, you're dismissed now. Thank you for being here. We'll see you Sunday at 10 a.m. Come on, use me, Jesus. (laughs) Come on, young man.